If you want to reduce employee drama and improve performance, help people listen to the stories they're telling. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. If you've been listening to recent episodes of On My Walk, you'll know that I think pretty highly of Cy Wakeman's book, No Ego. Wakeman, she's the author of Reality-Based Leadership, Ditch the Drama, Restore Sanity to the Workplace, and Turn Excuses into Results. That's her 2010 book. And then the 2013 New York Times bestseller, The Reality-Based Rules of the Workplace. Know what boosts your value, kills your chances, and will make you happier. Now, what is a reality-based leadership model? She says, ultimately, leadership is about manifestation of the truth by directly confronting reality. Now, what does all that mean? Well, Wakeman writes, historically, leaders have been told their role is to inspire and to motivate and that, she contends, is pretty much an impossible responsibility. And then leaders have been coached to direct and oversee, but some of the management tools they've been given actually create more workplace drama and lead employees to being at odds with each other or walking around with a dark cloud over their heads, what she describes as emotional waste. So Cy Wakeman is going to advocate a new role for the leader. Namely, helping their employees develop more healthy mental processes. And if that sounds like she's going therapy on you, well, she is, sort of. She wants employees to bypass their egos, to bypass their pride for the good of the organization. How? Well, Sai says, instead of giving people answers, leaders facilitate conversations that lead people to find good answers themselves. In other words, leaders, this is really important, leaders need to help their employees stop and reflect on their thinking and open their hearts to some alternatives that might be present. And one part she emphasized that really hit home with me had to do with the idea of the stories that we tell ourselves. Now, remember, my intention is not to give you her book. That's why you need to go out and buy it. I do, however, want to highlight this point because I've seen the changes that occur when people get this concept. So listen, listen to Sai as she talks about the narratives we tell ourselves. The heart and the mind are connected. When you open one, the other is bound to follow. When you get stuck in judgment with thoughts like, they shouldn't act that way. I would never do that. I don't act like that. You've created an attitude of, I am right and you are wrong. I am good and you are bad. Work on your mental flexibility by opening your mind. Come up with three different explanations for why someone might be behaving the way they are. What would a kinder, less suspicious, less judgmental explanation be? Then ask yourself, how am I contributing to this situation? 
What could I do differently to change this relationship dynamic or business outcome? Another approach is to open your heart. For example, you can temper anger over, they lied to me by asking, have I ever lied to anyone? The ability to find in ourselves what we are judging harshly in others gives us a platform for compassion and understanding. It creates a mindset of stop judging, start helping. This open-heart approach includes letting go of grudges. It takes a lot of energy to keep a story alive, to hold on to the past and to stay injured. Opening up your heart is a way to release that negative energy and eliminate emotional waste. Okay, here is my aha moment. When she said, it takes a lot of energy to keep a story alive, to hold on to the past and stay injured. That is so true. The stories we tell ourselves make a huge difference in how we react to other people and how we live our lives. Now, later on in the book, Sai is going to say that taking time for self-reflection is absolutely the most important aspect of developing and sustaining accountability. She's going to say leaders need to help employees see the stories that are getting in the way of their own development. Now, when I heard her discuss this, it took me back to one of the best books I have ever read on conflict resolution. It's called Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When the Stakes Are High. It's written by a group of authors, Patterson, Grenny, McMillan, and Switzler. And in that book, the authors talk about the importance of stating my path. In other words, I need to be honest about the stories I'm telling myself. For example, I'm driving down the highway, say I-95, and there is a slowpoke in front of me. It's a van. And I'm thinking to myself, what's wrong with this guy? Doesn't he know how to drive? Good night, is he slow? And I lay on the horn. Then the driver switches lanes, and now I can see around the van, and I realize the van wasn't the slowpoke. It was the Prius in front of him. Now, hang with me, and I want you to unpack with me what just happened. I saw something, a slow driver in front of me. I felt something, frustration. Then I acted, laid on the horn. But I also did something else, and this is so important. Between the time I saw the slow van and felt the frustration, I told myself a story. In this case, the story I told was, this guy is such a slow driver. But the story I told myself was completely wrong. I got angry with the driver, not because he was slow, but because I told myself a lie and I believed it. And what Cy Wakeman is doing in her book is saying, leader, part of your job is helping people analyze the stories they're telling themselves. And when they begin, that is your employees begin, to analyze the stories they're telling, it's a game changer. And she gives great tools for doing just 
that. Cy Wakeman says, self-reflection is the ultimate ego bypass tool. It's also the core driver of accountability, which she's going to share in this book, is critical to employee engagement and employee effectiveness. And I would agree. But I would add that coupled with storytelling, that is analyzing the stories I'm telling myself, is taking time to confront the people I'm at odds with. This is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 18, 15, when he describes how his people are to live with each other. And Jesus said, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. And if they listen to you, you've won them over. Now, I love this. Jesus says, go and show just between the two of you. Which means, hey, Jim, here's what I heard or saw the other day. You, you failed to include me in that important meeting. And I was feeling really ticked off. And I was telling myself, Jim's ignoring my role on the team. But maybe I'm off. Tell me, how do you see it? And then I give Jim an opportunity to tell his story. And the fact is, most of us, we don't do that. We don't go and show Instead, we run and tell. We run and tell a coworker. We run and tell a, a friend, a confidant about all the bad things that someone has done or appears to have done to me, rather than evaluating my story and then taking the time to talk with the person with whom I'm at odds to confirm that story is true or not. And Wakeman says, it takes a lot of energy to keep a story alive to hold on to the past and to stay injured. And that is so true. People invest incredible amounts of energy to keep a story alive, and it may not even be true. So we can often eliminate a lot of emotional waste when we evaluate our stories and take the time to talk them out with the people with whom we think we're at odds. And that's my thought. On my walk with Cy Wakeman and her book, No Ego, How Leaders Can Cut the Cost of Workplace Drama and Entitlement and Drive Big Results. Now the question I want to ask you is this. What will you do with that thought on your walk through life today?